they're not responsible for me, right? I'm, mom's okay. Just let me let it out. Um, but I think we make the mistake as moms to not lead as a human. Like we think we have to be booted up and suited up all the time. I'm actually okay to lose my marbles as long as a kid doesn't feel responsible for my emotions. You know what I'm saying? They can only think you mommy loves that so much, but you don't have to fix me. And I think we have to rewrite that. Like I don't have to be superwoman. I really, really, really don't. And I'm going to articulate that and teach that to my kids. So I'm not producing anxiety onto them too. Like it's literally so layered and it's more of the personal boundary of, I can't keep pretending I have it all together because all people are going to do is give me more. Hello, I'm your host, Stephanie Whitecross, and welcome to the Mindset Management Podcast. I'm a mum, wife, online business owner, content creator, and founder of the Mindset Management Podcast. Everyone's journey to a successful business or a healthy money mindset is different, but mindset is 90% of that journey. With mindset being everything and starting your first online business or a side hustle, which is quite a ride. So I'm super glad you're here. I'm going to be sharing tips, freebies, golden nuggets, interviews with inspiring women to help you launch your first online business whilst taking care of your mindset. We're going to work together to help you achieve your version of freedom every single Tuesday. So friend, without further ado, let's jump in. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Mindset Management Podcast. This is going to be a fun episode I've been able to bring you guys today as I'm super excited to bring back Alex Allen on the show for part two. We spoke about so much good stuff last time. If you haven't checked that one out, then I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes. But you all seem to love it so much that we've decided to jump straight back on the microphones again and bring you another episode. We talk about navigating friendships when you've decided to make a positive change in your life, how to stay motivated when you're not seeing results, burnout, just, oh my gosh, you guys, we just spoke about so much good stuff. Like last time, I will make sure that all of Alex's details are in the show notes so that you can go and follow her on Instagram at the Selfish Contract. Selfish Contract. Check a group program out that's called Becoming Her. She's actually only got a couple of spots left, so you do need to be really quick to go and check that out. As always, I really hope you're going to love this episode. If you do love it, please give it a five-star review. It really helps the podcast get out there and reach more amazing women like yourself. Anyway, enough of me talking. Let's just jump straight into the episode. Hi, Alex. I'm so happy to have you back. And this is just really exciting to be chatting again. Yep. Yep. I'm always happy to be here. I feel like you and I have a very easy flow and our audiences obviously share a lot of uh, similarities and topics. So yeah, I'm Mm. definitely happy to be back. Good. I'm so grateful to have you back. And I just feel like, like you say, we had so much positive feedback about the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I will make sure that's linked in the show notes so that you can go and listen to that first. Um, But we spoke about lots of good stuff. We've got lots of good stuff that we want to talk about today. So I'm not going to keep anyone waiting. I'm just going to sort of like jump straight in. There's a couple of things I really wanted to have a chat with you about. And the first topic I really wanted to talk about was kind of around navigating friendships and relationships mm-hmm. when someone is deciding to better themselves in some way, whether that's a weight loss journey, whether that's starting a business, a career change, and they might be coming up against um, maybe slightly negative comments from friends or someone saying, oh, you won't be able to do that. Or why do you want to do that? Like, don't waste your time on that. How do you feel like if someone is feeling really positive about a new change they want to do, 
how would they or do you have any tips or tools on maybe like navigating those conversations with those friends yeah I feel like I could do a whole podcast on that honestly Mm -hmm. topic um I call them friend divorces and I've had actually several and I've noticed I have really big friend divorces when I hit a new season. Like, and I'm talking about like a big season, not like, oh, this is a struggle. I'm talking my whole trajectory of my life is about to take a corner. I always end up in a friend divorce. It's actually um, given me a little bit of trauma around female friendships. Like I don't call anyone my best friend. Um, I don't do the bestie thing. I try really hard to not be codependent with women. Um but I think they're inevitable. I think we as women struggle because if we want to achieve something and someone isn't encouraging it, we take it as criticism. And again, I can go on a whole tangent, but we have to remember, and this is like the therapist in me, we attract the friends who remind us of our mom or like whatever female energy we were raised by. So if we don't feel supported by that female energy, it can mimic the mom wound like we've talked about in the last podcast, right? Mm. So I think the biggest advice is stop telling everyone what you're doing. My husband tells me this all the time. He's like, stop talking. I'm like, "Ah, but we're friends. Mm -hmm. Stop talking. Um, (laughs) And what will happen inevitably is people will feel left out of your life and you will have to take ownership of, I could see that you would feel this way, but I just had to do this for me. So you almost have to just start doing it for you. And so-and-so may have an opinion and you'd be like, yeah, I can see how that works for you, but I'm going to try anyways. Like you just have to be solid and prep yourself that no one or really not everyone will be on your same vibe. Mm. That's okay. Yeah, I, that's so true. And when you talk about how not to tell everybody, I'm definitely one of those people that wants to, because I'm so excited about it. I feel like I want to share my excitement and joy about doing something new. And not everyone's always going to be as excited as maybe I would be, or that person who's ever deciding to start or make that new change. Mm -hmm. Something I feel like I've had to learn is not everyone's they're not on that journey that's my journey that's unique to me and why should they be excited at the same level that I am why should they be as supportive because it's not their life that's not their journey um but it can hurt I think I think sometimes people find that it's quite hurtful well even on the the friend on the other end right like my friends have gone through a lot of changes recently and I actually don't agree with all of them and my meter internally is if I feel an emotional response to something they're doing, I need to pull it back because it's actually none of my business. I just need to be like, hey, like I'm here for whatever you need. Like you do you, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to do wine and we're close for this season, then we'll do wine and be with each other all the time. Or if we're just meeting up once a month, that's okay too. I think we need, as females, need to be a little bit more fluid in my friendship isn't like the pillar of what we are to each other. It's like, you have to have an ebb and flow and be Mm. so solid in yourself that a friend moving in a direction you're not doesn't challenge you. And like a bigger conversation is let's say a friend is trying to lose 10 pounds and you've always struggled with that last 15. Maybe she loses it. It could breed an insecurity in you. That's a you ownership, right? Like, are you producing some haterade where you want to like encourage her to not do it? Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a constant check-in with yourself. And if something does hurt your feelings, which it probably will, you have to be like, 
well, if that ends, it ends, but I still have to do me all the time. My friends now, <laughs> they're like, Alex, you move really quickly. And, and I do like, I'm constantly evolving. I mean, look at the work I do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have learned to stop saying sorry for it. And if people aren't with me on it, it's not that I love them any less. It's just, it's how I vibe. I know myself to that level that if someone isn't vibing with me, okay. Mm. And not harshly. I still love you. Like Mm. my mom was like, oh, are you not friends with so-and-so anymore? I'm like, I'm friends with her. She's not friends with me. So yes, I mean, like you can't make it. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I, yeah. That they're not friends with you. You're still friends with them yet. Oh my God. Yeah. I never really looked at it that way. I I think as well. I, I've seen so much on Instagram lately about people talking about friendships, about making changes in life. There's been quite a lot of stuff that's been going around. And um, I've seen some stuff that said about, do you ever wonder why strangers support you more um, mm. than the people that you know? And it's because obviously the people that you know, know you come from the same place, but maybe you're no longer in the same place. And when I, I read that, mm. that really hit home for me because I've never heard the term friend divorce. And I actually think that's a really good term. And I definitely feel I'm going through a divorce right now, <laughs> but yeah. I kind of feel like it's a bit one-sided and I don't know if there's a bit of internal reflection that has to happen for the person who's Always. choosing to make the change is actually like, yeah. yeah, I feel like, am I reading into things too much? Am I thinking they're not, should they, do I think they should support me more than they actually are? Or are they actually not supporting as me as much as I think they should be? It, yeah, it's a lot of internal. Because um, yeah, even if you talk to my friends with their friend, my friend divorces, I actually see their perspective. Like, oh, you dropped me when you got busy. I'm like, what? I did. I 100% did, right? It, I will take ownership for that. Like that's my toxic trait. But then the other trait is I'm actually not sorry though because I have like two kids, a husband and three dogs. Like I have to move. Do you know what I'm saying? So you we can acknowledge someone's emotions and feelings, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to take detriment to that and completely swap my mode so so-and-so feels okay. I will honor your feelings and actually advocate for them but I'm still going to do me. So it's not like, I think I told my friend one time in a divorce, like, I'm sorry I did that to you. And I had no intention on making you feel that way, but I still stand by what I did. Mm. Mm. I had to. Yeah. I love the power that you have in that, of that ownership of that. I love that. I think that's really inspiring that you're like, you, you're recognizing how they would feel. You recognize the situation, but you realize about that you still needed to do that for you, your family and and where you were. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Well, you know, people have a tendency. I said this on a one podcast one time. um, People tend to villainize the strong, right? Like Alex did this and Stephanie did that. And it's like, okay, I'll take the bad guy armor. But for me, I want to know that I had no malicious intent towards you. And if I'm okay, it's a constant me conversation. If I know there was no malicious intent, I actually have no anxiousness about it. If I'm worried, I actually made you feel icky. I want to know, like I, I want to know, but I'm not going to apologize for what I do though. I still mm. have to make myself grow. Don't villainize me because I grew, just say that part, but they, they never will. Um, And then you just have to kind of let the friendship be what it was. Oh my God. I just love, I honestly, 
you just always hit the nail on the head and it always made in a way I feel always so much more reassured myself <laughs> to think okay okay it's fine to feel this way <laughs> it's fine to do that I feel like you give me that permission yeah um, and well, I know on so- my Instagram did you see my birthday post how I had like a garden party yes it was beautiful it was thank you I will take that compliment <laughs> and it was so interesting too because none of those people were my OG friends none of them mm-hmm. and but they're my community now and as I looked at the table I didn't really realize that I had worked on myself so much I attracted people like me right like mm-hmm. like me to a T. Um, and held the same value. And yeah, we all have our flaws, but I realized the more I was in line with me, the more people gravitated towards me. And I'm sure those people will fall off as I grow too, or if they move and they drive differently. Um, But in that moment, I realized like, this is my grown energy and I'm around the people that I learn from right now and move like them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that's really reassuring, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so true that's really interesting it was it's interesting it was like about psych- how that changes it was like a psychic um, in the middle of my birthday dinner I was like huh I see what I did there <laughs> oh, isn't that a nice moment I think those moments they come to you at their times like that and yeah. you need to take a moment and kind of pause and just look and be like wow like and I think it's okay to have those changes and yeah. people come and go in our lives for reasons and they're meant to be in our life for that period of time doesn't mean they're meant to be in our life in that period of time later on. And that's okay, but it's just dealing with that emotional change when you think, well, they've been in my life for so long, surely they have to still be in my life now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they do. It's just, it's like hanging on to an old piece of clothes that you just really love and mm-hmm. they don't fit anymore, that it doesn't look good on you anymore, but it ties into a good memory maybe as like a special occasion you think I can't let go of this because of the past I sometimes feel like that happens with friendships as well I'm just jumping in here friend to tell you about my free five email roadmap to creating your own digital course if you want to put your knowledge and experience into a digital course to create passive income then grab these five emails that will turn that knowledge into a profitable online course you'll get one email a day for five days each day will give you the next step of the roadmap by the end you'll have all the resources and training to create your own digital course and as a bonus if you read all five you'll get a checklist on the sixth day just to make sure you've got every everything covered. If you want to grab these five emails, pop your name and email into the link that's provided in the show notes and wait for them to drop in your mailbox. Now back to the episode. Well, you know, and you have to really reflect on what friendship you need. So I have literally, I will call her my best friend. And it's not because her and I want to spend every waking minute together because we actually don't. We've been friends since college. Her and I are the most polar opposite individual I actually just talked to her this morning ever like literally ever people are so confused how we're friends we have been friends for 15 years and we literally do not talk day to day we talk we I think we touch base once every three months and we're so in tune with each other I fly to see her once a year and we don't like each other's friends at all because we know each other to great depths that were like, girl, you are not going to be friends with her for a long time. And we're almost just like mirrors for each other on the opposite sides of the country. Um, and we, I realized because we're not so much alike, she is not challenged by what I do and vice versa. 
And that Mm -hmm. can be why I think people have seasons of friendships because these friendships are mirroring where you're at. So when you outgrow it or you're done with it and you leave this behind, they're taking it personally, but there's just a flow to it. Mm. Mm -hmm. I have a best friend just like that. Yeah, and she doesn't exactly. live close. And I some, I've been best friends with her for like nearly 20 years. I can't believe you've just said that. And we will sometimes go weeks or months without talking properly. And then we'll just be like, we really miss each other. We look different. We dress different, different careers, different aspirations, different interests. That's blown my mind. And there is zero competition, zero jealousy, just nothing. Oh, my God. That's, I love that. Um, okay. What I kind of want to then lead on to with that is you post an Instagram story they always give me so many topics, your Instagram stories. So keep posting them. I love them. And it kind of ties in is about, you spoke about it today, about when someone maybe has started something new. So it could be like a business or a goal and they have not, they're not seeing the results yet. They feel like they're putting the work in. They're not seeing the results. How do they stay motivated before those results are starting to show? (sighs) Well, first of all, I will say that I advocate that it's a struggle. Um, Whatever that goal is, it could seem like, why am I doing all of this? And when nothing's happening, I actually have this conversation with myself a lot. Um, Do you remember that picture where these it's someone hammering through rock and then one person gives up and it was like this much rock left? It was like an inch of rock left. I literally live by that photo, (laughs) like literally live by that photo. Um, It almost like a little OCD ish. Mm -hmm. I personally can never quit something because I feel like it's on the brink. Mm -hmm. Um, So when people lack motivation in whatever it is, I will always say it's probably because you don't want it as much as you think you do. Mm. Truly. Right. Mm. So let's say there is something that you really, really want and it just isn't happening. Um, I don't even want to utilize weight. Let's just utilize like um, like a promotion. Right. Mm. And you've worked really hard and it's just not happening. You're like, I'm doing everything right. And it's just not not happening. Well, I always have people really sit with themselves and say, well, what would happen if you quit, though? Like what would happen if you just took off the gas And it just never happened, right? You would prove yourself right and it never went down. But how would you feel if like you were this close and it happened for somebody else on the same trajectory as you and you knew you quit, right? Sometimes it's not all about the full throttle. It's like, I have to at least do one thing towards this today, even though I'm burnt out. I have to at least do one more step today. Like I don't want to, but if I know if I'll quit, I'll hate myself more. Mm. Like I just don't. It's actually slightly toxic. Um, I just don't believe in quitting. I really don't. Mm. Now, yeah, because you're just like you're that. What you could be that one bit away, literally, like in that picture, you could be so close and it could just be gone. And you know, in your depths, if something's for you, like mm-hmm. you really, really know if it's something you should super cherish and want. And I think people who have control issues, like I have control issues, really struggle with this. And sometimes you have to be like, the only thing I control is my progression. Like I can do the one thing I can't control instant gratification. So we're at a very, cause I'm in my thirties, Stephanie, how old are you? I'm just about to be 35 on Monday. Okay. So I work with a lot of women between 27 and about 38, right? So we're in a very unique age where our education's locked in. The family's usually locked in. 
and or a plan for a family is locked in. The house is kind of locked in. Like everything is really locked and everything from here on out now takes time. It's not like you you could go back to school, but it's not like school would really help. It's more like mm. now I just have to save or I have to do the extra education here or there or just experience. We're in a very unique age. And I think because we need it all and we're being challenged, like you have to have it all, it feels like we're not progressing. We're not realizing that it's a kind of time and consistency. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, that's interesting about the age aspect of it. You do. Yeah, that's really interesting. I had like four discovery calls last week and they range the ages were like 31 to 35. And I swear all the conversations were the same. Wow. Mm -hmm. We're all going through it. And in a way that kind of normalizes it and makes it feel a little bit less lonely if you're having Mm -hmm. any thoughts or feelings or you're going through something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You're right about if it's, if you really, really want it or not. Because I remember when I started my business, it was like, it was like a burning feeling inside my body. I could not let it go. I didn't care about sacrificing any time with anybody else other than my husband and my daughter. I was prepared to sacrifice anything and everything. I didn't care about a new Netflix series. I didn't care what time I was going to bed. I didn't care if I woke up super early. It was, it. I just couldn't let it go. It was the be one end all for everything for me. And it was the first time I really kind of felt that. And then when I would have conversations with people and people would text me and say like, I don't know how you do it. Like, how did you get started? I'm too tired. I've got this. I kind of have like a really straight, I always send them a voice note because I feel like it's easier than just writing it down. (laughs) And I'm always like, is it burning away inside of you? Is it kind of eating away? You cannot let it go that it just feels in a way an un, there is no plan B in a way. And it's like, you have a slightly unrealistic motivation like you just you just know it's going to happen regardless and I think that's when you when you feel like that and I don't know if everybody does feel like that when they go to start they do and if they haven't felt it yet it's because you haven't wanted something enough yet Mm -hmm. because everyone has I had a whole session with a client the other day and she's like I don't know what I want to do next and I was like you do you're just afraid to articulate it because you know you'll go all out like Mm-hmm. We really know what we want. It's And it kind of goes back to like our weird age of progression. Mm-hmm. We all really know what we want. It just feels so strenuous right now. And everything's just so expensive. And like I ha- I've heard so many people just stressed on finances right now. And like mm-hmm. housing market's crazy. Like there is nowhere to really progress besides inward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can make you feel crazy. But just because it's crazy doesn't mean it won't happen. It's just every day, like for instance, we want to move, right? And I'm like, I want this so bad. So every time I am used to shopping, I'm not going to, right? Or I'm not going to pay for the extra bougie workout class, right? And that's progression to me. Like, oh, we're getting out of this system. So you have to pay attention to even the smallest things you do because it's still movement forward. It's uncomfortable. It's annoying, we don't have a major one will feel relief, but it's still progression. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're talking about we've got a lot going on and how that we're all juggling so much and we're feeling a bit burnt out. 
and the world is super expensive at the moment. It doesn't always stay this way. And I think we've got to remember that nothing stays exactly the same forever for the rest of time. Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can feel like, when is it going to change? Mm-hmm. Um, again, you did a, an Instagram story on this and you actually spoke about it for quite a bit. Um, which is my favorite when they go on to like a couple I'm like okay I feel like I'm getting a real good conversation (laughs) Um, and this one hit some home truths for me so you had um, you were talking about how when people feel burnt out that they are the person who does everything they feel responsible for doing everything that people come to them to organize things or if something doesn't get done it's because they haven't done it so they'll just do it themselves anyway or if it's not done to the right standard they should just do it and you said about how the person who feels that way has actually kind of brought that on themselves they've projected that to kind of bring that onto themselves and I was just like Alex are you just talking to me because I am this person and I know so so many of my friends are so many people that I speak to are like why do I just have to do it all it's always me that has to do everything mm-hmm. if we're all saying it then that's quite interesting <laughs> so I'm like who are the people that aren't doing it yeah. but wow. how do you have you got any advice how do you break that cycle how do you break it that you are not the person who has to or feels like they have to do everything it's tough it's tough mm. it's actually uh weekly conversation with myself and I think it's part personality it it just is and then it's part possible um trauma of people not following through that's what that is right um so I have worked on this for a very long time especially in my marriage if I'm honest with you right like I used to criticize everything my husband did to the point where he was like I'm just not going to do it which makes sense Mm -hmm. right Mm, um So my biggest advice, like if we're going to just go straight to advice about that is what are you adding to your plate that you actually have no business controlling? If your aunt is having a fight with your mom, you don't need to have that. You don't need to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, right? Or let's say the, the family wants to have Thanksgiving and they want it at your house and you're just not really sure. Okay. Then you're not sure Then we don't need to have the conversation right now. Right? Like you don't have to always jump all the time to have the answers and the solution. Cause part of the burnout is the mental because we're constantly mm-hmm. thinking of what's next. Right. And what we, what we do is we burn ourselves out on having our hands and everything when really genuinely we, it's not required. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. So even if we have a smaller community, right. In our lives, like let's just say kids and husband, if your husband did the laundry and then like dried the shirt that was supposed to be hung dry, leave it. Okay. <laughs> it's done. Like just say, Hey, next time, um, this is actually the one that I hanged right. Very nicely and kindly. Cause what you're doing is you're encouraging people to take initiative. Um, a mm. big word in my house is initiative. A big word in my house is initiative, right? And the boundary I have with myself is if I see the initiative, I do not criticize. I don't care if it's wrong. I do not care if it's you have to stop white knuckling everything. Yes, you're right. Like you have to tell yourself, you know you're gonna be right, but why <laughs> do you always have to make sure everything is sound? Yeah. It it just doesn't have to, right? Like mm. I was 
on a family vacation with like extended family and I like went right back into the toxic trade of like my hands had to be everything and I literally burst into tears because this wasn't a vacation for me. I put myself right back into that situation and I had to take accountability to stop answering everyone's request, go get a coffee and just go wait in line and whoever's going to get on the ride with me gets on the ride with me. Right. Mm -hmm. A a thing that I hear a lot with moms that I work with is, well, I don't want so-and-so upset. You know what? They'll be fine. They'll be okay. Right. Or they'll be like, I don't want to ruin the memories for my two-year-old. Your two-year-old is not going to remember on July 4th that mom got upset. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Like realistically, it's not going to happen. So we have to let ourselves be human first and stop thinking that we're responsible. And if you keep putting yourself in that position, you need to also know how to reel it all the way back. Mm. It's like total accountability. Yeah. I think when you say about how, you know, you don't want the two-year-old to see you upset or you're worried about how they're going to feel. Do you think that's actually more about how that person is feeling? Because like you say, the two-year-old's not going to remember. Or if someone else is going to be upset, well, they'll be fine. Do you think it's actually about the person who's saying that? It's more about them and it's more about what they're saying and how they're feeling and their memory rather rather than the person they're talking about. It's the insecurity, right, of self. Um, like when I cried on family vacation, I was actually shocked that I did it in front of my kids. Um, but I was like, I'm actually okay with this. So they can see mom be a human first. They're not responsible for me, right? I'm, mom's mm. okay. Just let me let it out. Um, but I think we make the mistake as moms to not lead as a human. Like we mm. think we have to be booted up and suited up all the time. I'm actually okay to lose my marbles as long as a kid doesn't feel responsible for my emotions. You know what I'm saying? They can yeah. only think you mommy loves that so much, but you don't have to fix me. And I think we have to rewrite that. Like I don't have to be superwoman. I really, really, really don't. And I'm going to articulate that and teach that to my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm not producing anxiety onto them too. Like it's literally so layered and it's more of the personal boundary of, I can't keep pretending I have it all together. Cause all people are going to do is give me more. Yeah, because if it looks like you can handle it, then they'll just keep putting more on you. I I tell clients, your personal brand, we have taught people, this is how I function. Until you teach them a different lesson, they will never change. Mm. So the personal boundary is be human first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people do that at work. I think you you always see this in workplaces where the person who goes above and beyond every single day, day in and day out. And then the people that don't, don't get the extra work and they don't get given the extra work for multiple reasons. One, they either aren't doing the work very well or they don't put their hands up to be a yes person to everything or they don't always want to go above and beyond. Then the person who's going above and beyond all the time starts to get bitter at those who aren't. And I see this cycle so much and they're like, why do I always get given everything? And it's like, well, you said yes to everything. You were willing to do it. You did more than they'd asked you to do. So of course they're going to give it to you because you look like you've got everything under control and you're smashing it. Mm -hmm. But inside you might not be feeling like that. And I've seen that so much in workplaces before as well. My, my therapist brain too always goes back to, cause I'm actually that person at work. And I was actually just talking to a colleague yesterday about how we have to just stop saying, yeah, like people need to Mm -hmm. fail. And that doesn't mean I pick it up, but we have to let people fail a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and we really were really processing like we wedge ourselves into being the doers and then when we're tired we get no grace Mm. and I think that's where the bitterness comes from like I'm not allowed to have a break and it's like well if you've already created that narrative you need to start demanding the break right Mm. so even if it's family work or whoever it's up to you to reiterate that boundary it's up to you to communicate like this is I'm not complaining but my foot is down and this is what's happening it'll get Mm. done but this is what I need like you need to be powerful through and through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some like real honest um, truth tough. though. I love it. Yeah, it is. I think it is tough. I've, I've been that yes person when I worked full time for someone. And when I then was like, I can't take any more on, it actually wasn't received very well. And it was like, hang on a minute, I've done everything for you. And now you're saying you're now being not supportive of me being actually like, I've got a bit too much on. And then they don't respond very well. And that's what doesn't sometimes feel very good. And you think, God, if anything, you should just be grateful for everything I have done for you. Um, Because you do end up thinking that, don't you? You do feel that way. Um, But yeah, you kind of make a rod for your own back. Sometimes I think when you can be in that situation. But then again, I think also it can be down to a bit of personality. I don't know. I have never been one to want to say no, like, I'm quite happy to do quite a lot. I haven't got a problem with having a busy workload and, you know, wanting to do my best. But then sometimes when you want a break and it's not well received, then you get angry about it. Yeah. yeah. And mm. and that's where you have to start eliminating. I can't control how they're going to react to my needs. And you have to start telling yourself it's actually what I need first, regardless of who it is. And you have to also check with yourself. It's not like I'm doing this weekly. I'm not always crying wolf all the time. Like our egos are too strong to allow ourselves to be that. Um, But when it happens again, I'm human first. Like I, I'm going to make myself sick or I'm going to have a mental break. Like I did at on vacation. Like we have to take responsibility of how we keep putting ourselves in the situation. And we're also not pulling ourselves back out of, yeah, I know you're going to get upset at this, but I still need this regardless like it is what it is people are going to be upset and then they're not so yeah what am I supposed to do with that oh I just love speaking with you Alex I really really do you always have great questions oh thank you I just I could ask you hundreds and hundreds of questions but you just provide so much insight so much truth so much honesty but you just put it in a way that just makes sense and feels achievable. So I know that like all the listeners would feel the same and they do feel the same. And obviously that's why they loved the first episode. So I really hope that they love this one too. I know they're going to, I will make sure obviously everything is in the show notes. So guys, you need to make sure you're clicking on all of the links. You need to go and follow Alex's Instagram. If you don't already, honestly, I just feel like I have my own like personal therapist every single day that I get to listen to you and I'm yeah I just really value so much that you share I'm just so grateful for you and for everything um that you speak about on the show and I've just loved having you on the show today yeah thank you for having me and if any of your followers have questions um obviously I'm pretty active on Instagram so go ahead and just like send me a dm or if anything like resonated or if you want to know how my programs work reach out I have becoming her starting actually August 15th I have about three spots left there um and that really really focuses on um boundaries 
What is trauma? Um, how, how are you going to become this girl you've always really wanted to be? It's kind of like a crash course into like a healing journey. So, um, and actually tangible resources on how you're going to get there, right? Because obviously that's my style. So mm-hmm. if anyone has any questions about that, they can definitely reach out on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. We covered a lot in such a short period and I just feel like I've learned a lot and I know you'll have learned so much and maybe done a little bit of self-reflecting I know every single time I speak with Alex or she speaks on Instagram stories I just find myself really looking internally she just seems to speak so much truth and I just love having Alex on the show so Alex I'm so grateful for you coming on I hope all of you have really really enjoyed it I just know you would have so don't forget to give it a five-star review I will catch up with you next Tuesday and have a great day, friend.